Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Working our way towards 2023, Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, back in Chicago. Back. Cody Del Mendo, back in studio. Yeah, we're okay. Everybody simmer down. Now we're four minutes late. Uh, I've never been on a DV bike. So, you know what a divvy bike you know, is? The guys the in the chat that are blaming me because my divvy bike wasn't right. I've never been on a divvy bike. The audacity that everyone just blames me for being late, yeah, even no though one. I was here before Ryan was today. But I wasn't late, so. nobody. But I wasn't late, late that one time that everyone wants to assume that I was late. I walked in with a few minutes before. With a few minutes. You guys both made it. Yeah, made it. We're here on time. I've today. never been late, late. We were here early I've enough. I've never been late, late. Yeah, you came close one time. <laughs> we were here early enough to play baseball in the office. Like, yeah. That's yeah. how early we went. I mean, Ryan, that one time was, we literally started the show before he was on set. That's right. Well, we, that's, the music had started and Ryan yeah. coming I through the door. I was moving my car. Yeah. This is a different story. He he had, he was here, but he couldn't find a parking spot. And I I I will give him some credit. that That's not his fault. I mean, honestly, you just pay for parking on Madison. I'm sure, or, you know. Pay for parking somewhere. Nah. It's it's, it's his fault. West Loop fault. parking is not easy. We had yeah, Corey so on the show, so in. we already had yeah, three. Yeah, you got to factor you have to it in. take that in. To <laughs> That's count. right. Yeah. Corey was on the show, so we already had three, so it's okay. Uh, Nady Pie said he, he has abandonment issues. Please start on time so I don't have another freak out. Sorry, Nady. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're following us on Twitter, I did say we'll be momentary. You know, we're coming. We're on uh, our way. A slight rain delay, you know. It might be my fault because I said CL at 120. Well, I, I didn't say we'd start at 120. I said see you L- at listen, 120. The Cubs game doesn't always so, start at 120. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes the guy that sounds like Sinatra really stretches out that final note, and it goes another 30 seconds. Yeah. And then the warm-up takes a little bit longer, and then a beach ball flies into the yep, outfield. Exactly. And they got to pick that up. So that's what happened today. And there's a beach ball on the field. <laughs> uh, right. Unrelated. Thank you, Law. I like that. Unrelated. I tweeted uh, Christmas night that – Cassidy got me shoes for Christmas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this, yeah. Was, this is and, a big reveal. And I said that if anyone could guess what they were, I would buy them CHO swag. Well, no one guessed them. So I guess so no one's getting choice. anything from me. But these are it. And uh, they're NMDs. They're, Very Adi- nice. they're Adidas. And uh, me and her work out together a lot, and that's why nice. she got them for me. Did you wear? Did you wear like a different pair of shoes? And yeah, my yeah. <laughs> my other pair of shoes okay. over there. Didn't want to wear the white shoes. Today. No, they're no, too white right now for me to want to wear them outside. Yeah, no, here's the problem with winter shoes too. It's either sloppy, like it's going to be later in the week where the slush is melting, and then it, you can't wear anything out mm-hmm. there, right? Or it's like when it's freezing cold, and the dust from the salt is like flying in the air. And your shoes end up being dusty. Yeah, it's it's a no win for six months here. I uh, I give people credit for trying because in the comments, my friend Ethan, shout out to him, he does sports out at one of the Rockford local television stations. Mm-hmm. He was in my mentions, known for a while. Good dude. He 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 Twitter searched. He had to have Twitter searched my handle in shoes, and he found an old tweet of mine from back in yeah. July where I took a picture of, like, my entire collection at home. But I said in it, in that tweet, that it was mine and hers. But a lot of people kept guessing, like, the Nike Blazers or, like, <laughs> or Converse. 
But I had my NMDs at the very end of yeah, the shelf, and no see, one guessed them. I was going to say, so. I saw those in that picture, and I'm like, I wonder if that's it. But then I'm like, I don't know what the name is. And yeah. And I ain't going to buy you sweats. Yeah, I was going to say, Cody's not going to buy me anything. It's not even worth tweeting. I thought they were the leopard print, like, three-quarter boots, but those apparently were not Cody's. Uh, <laughs> Gary Ross says, uh, who's the loaf to start the show, not start the show on time? There's no loafing here. No. That's, that's, that is a Bears term. Uh, Monday loafs is something we do. Monday, Monday loafs. Yeah, we don't loaf. Yeah, we, we don't loaf. loaf. We're just uh, we're just casual. We don't yeah. cash. Sometimes cash. Sometimes life. It's a, happens, it's a different you know? vibe here. I mean, I'll Cubs. take we're I'll take more, it if you want. It's different here. Yeah. Cub, how you want to cub? Yeah, we're not telling you what to do. Can uh, we get Cody in stilettos? Sean, can we get Cody in stilettos? <laughs> Absolutely that's, that's, not. That's that's the Friday show. We don't do that as often. Uh, that could be the Friday night after dark show. That could be the loser of 2023. Who you got? Maybe maybe a West Coast CHGO Cubs after dark. That's a whole nother. Yeah, weird hours. Another series. That one's weird hours. Be fun. How about this Carlos Correa thing? Yeah. Still has mm. not officially signed with the Mets. Wild. That's and they wild. are, quote, unquote, working on some things. I don't know quote what to unquote. think. I'm, I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> go ahead and just reach out to his agent and be like, he doesn't even have to take the physical. We'll give him $40 million for the next two seasons, and he can opt out after that. It's just like, why, why not? I guess. When I, I mean, look at this, yeah, they're not going to win. Honestly, they wouldn't with, win with him anyways. When, I, when I look but. at this and I'm like, do, will the Mets really let this fall through? It's like, because it's different when the Giants, you know, they, they obviously didn't announce anything. The the news got leaked that they hadn't reached an agreement and then all that other stuff happened. This is like literally Steve Cohen on the record. I think it was to John Heyman said like this was the missing piece, and we got him. Like it, Steve Cohen yep. went on the record talking yeah. about getting Carlos Correa, which now then, makes it even harder if they that, don't do this. That's what I'm saying. It makes it, it might make in my eyes it makes it even worse. Like you literally, has, it's not a leak of information that you never made public. Your owner went on the record and talked about getting Carlos Correa. Like that's a worse look to me. Yeah. Well, so it's it, a worse it, look. It, it's also it is very a bad look for Correa because whatever yeah. it is is clearly enough for two major league teams now to be like, uh, at least on a decade-long deal. Now, two, des- two teams desperately right. wanted to sign him, and now they're both saying, like, uh, now, can we talk for a second? You know, I, 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 I did a TikTok video talking about this today, and I talked about how, you know, with it being, you know, with the Giants 13 years, uh, the Mets 12 years, that's a long time. That's a big investment into one player. And if they're seeing, if they're, mm. if these health people within these organizations see this, I think their thing is, is they don't want it, like they're they're now getting cold feet because of how long this deal is. I think that if you can get it, like I'm not even saying a two or three year. I'm saying like get them like a four, five, or six year deal with an opt out after next season or the or in two years, and 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 then you and, and something like that. Like I'm not even saying to completely. I'm just saying to cut those years in half, just to make them even more competitive this these next two years. Yeah, like, well, the, if if you somehow yeah. snuck in, and I and the, I realize this is a crazy hypothetical, <laughs> if you somehow snuck in and got Correa for a couple years with a questionable knee, yeah. you I would say they become the favorite in the division. If you put Correa at third, yeah. Dansby at short, Nico at second, and I don't care who's playing first, Cody's at first. You be and with the Cubs pitching that they have coming along, they would become the favorite in the division. Yeah, and I even, like. Sorry, it, 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 I was going to say even with Arenado right and Goldschmidt and those guys yeah. in St. Yeah. Louis. I like Trevor's comment where he said, "Feel like the, the you know Law just had it on the screen. Feel like the Twins handled it right last off season. If there's actual concern with that leg, could just be a mercenary over the next few years and jump from contender to contender." The LeBron James contract. We talked about this way back, I think, when he first signed that deal. Yeah. Would this be a trend? Yeah, right. And, and clearly that didn't happen this winter <laughs> no, when all these players are signing 11, 13-year yeah, thirteen year contracts. But maybe he's the outlier. Maybe you know these this concern. like it's a, deal, a deal of 13 years isn't going to happen. Yeah. So he just goes out and keeps signing these two, three-year deals with opt-outs every year <laughs> until, until, I don't know, maybe one team decides to give him that that long-term deal or he just keeps signing those until you know he he ha- if it's three years but he can opt out after one that still means even if he gets hurt or something he still has right. two years under contract right what, so i don't know it's what is wild to me though is that like this whole thing fa- like quote-unquote failing the physical it's related to something that he hasn't had an issue with since 
was like since he's been the majors. Like he, what are they? What he hasn't they, had a right or a left seeing, leg injury though, is, or whatever it is. Yeah, is there an M? Are they doing an MRI of the knee or something, and it's showing that it's deteriorating, or are they looking at it and saying that's not likely to age very well? But they should know yeah. that before they even offered him the deal. That's why I wonder deal, if there's yeah. something new yeah, in an I, image that's like. Yeah. That's why I'm putting on screen. What's the deal with Carlos? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, what? Really? We've we've now had two teams. Yeah, yeah. Are getting and two teams point. that were yeah. very invested in yeah. getting one of these. And remember, the players. Twins would have put them through the same physical last last offseason. So really, it's three teams that have looked at him. Two of which have said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." The other team, the Twins, probably knew all along that he was yeah. going to opt out after one year. But they year. still offer, oh, yeah. also offered him a 10-year deal. Yeah. I mean, it was less they money did. for sure, but they still offered him a 10-year deal. Like Cody said, the deal they offered him is what you would hope the Cubs could offer. Like, hey, if you're here for a year, cool. We'll give you $35 million. Yeah. And yeah. we'll have a chance to win the yeah. division. Well, that's we last know you're year. not a, right. I'm yeah. talking about this winter. Yes. They still offered him a 10-year deal. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, so they, yeah. they, they knew they had the physical. They I knew just, all this for over a year, and they still offered him a 10-year contract. So – that's when you talk about like difference of opinion and stuff. The twins obviously knew about this long, long in advance of this winter, and still wanted him for a you know double digit year contract. Yeah. Gary Whereas says these it's other the teams, plate in his leg. Yeah, well, these these other teams feel different, and I, so I don't know. It's a weird situation with. I mean, I don't know how many. I don't know how many teams would look at the same thing the Giants and the the Mets are looking at and think, okay, like this is this is a non starter yeah, kind of issue, right? It just can't be a new issue. Mm-hmm. Like no, nothing not. has changed. Right. It's not like he ended the season hurt. Right. But something is flagging to two teams that desperately want him. Right. That's that's so the weird like thing. Now, we're in a bidding war to basically get him. And now, like with the report that came out last night, you know, about it being like a fifty, basically being a fifty-fifty chance on the Mets even yeah, keeping what was it, him. Fifty-five, forty-five, something. Yeah, like that. something like, like that. What's the difference? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not like. Yeah. Well, uh, come on, you're you're a gambler. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Five percent Fair. difference. Code. It's like yeah. a coin flip, right? Um, <laughs> but with that being like out there now, like I, you know, my whole thing is is like if if it comes to him having to take or having to cut those years in half. Take like take like a Swanson contract in terms of years or something like that. I think the Cubs should absolutely be in there, and and of course, again, put an opt out after one or you know if he wants to he wants to be in a place for a couple years, put an opt out after two or three years. Like I, that that's fine with me, because yeah, you're right, Luke. If they get if they add Correa to that infield, man, you're you're really you're really changing the outlook of this roster. Gary and Levante are on top of this. They, Gary says. He broke his fibula in the minors. The plate has supposedly shifted, and the shift, the knee, give negative vibrations. I thought we were getting rise. rid of the shift. Yeah, they're getting rid of the shift, so he shouldn't have to worry about it. No, I, that's more detail than I've, than I've seen about it. I just know that it, obviously it's something you're concerned about if you're offering a guy over $300 million. It's, I just yeah, don't know okay. what to make of this situation. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It, it's insane it, because he was – I mean, but outside of Aaron Judge, probably the top, the top uh, free agent on the market this year. Yeah. It's probably when Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa, as far as like guys who, as far as position players, yeah, position player, like position players that, you know, obviously Correa was the youngest of those shortstops. Um, probably had the best upside of all the shortstops. You know, guy that um, has documented leadership qualities from yeah. Houston and also with the Twins, and he had, I mean, obviously he signed the biggest contract. That's not Aaron Judge, right? Like it's. He was a very, very much wanted player, very much hot commodity on the market. And now we're sitting here post Christmas, heading into the new year, and he still hasn't signed with the team. Like it's, it's right. It's it's insane. I, I would mean, I would not have thought a month ago like this is where we'd be at right now. I'm I'm three quarters joking when I say the Cubs should stand ready and be ready to offer some short deal. And some <laughs> other guys are joking about it, or maybe not joking about it in the chat. And then my favorite part is that someone just named Theo. <laughs> Burner account, I, yeah, Epstein, yeah. says, because you really think the Cubs are going to outspend Steve Cohen, L-M-A-O. Yeah. No, I don't think the Cubs are going to outspend him. I don't think anybody's going to outspend him. Yeah. No. Yeah, if, if, you, if I had to make a bet on what's going to happen, more likely, it's, get it's it that, yeah, is that he's going to stay with the Mets because Steve Cohen's going to do whatever it takes to keep him anyway. I just think they want to renegotiate the contract and bring maybe maybe still pay him 
a large amount of money, but maybe cut some of those years. You know what I mean? Brady's, but who knows? Brady says five years, 175 with an opt-out after year two and year three. You doing it. I'm assuming he means player opt-out. Well, so you're, you'd still be taking the risk of $175 million. Yeah. That seems unlike what the Cubs have been talking about. But Carlos Correa for five for 175 would do I would do it. I'd do it. I, I would do it. I, that's a $175 million gamble I would make. Yes. Yeah. And what about $35 million a year? That's basically what he got from from the Twins mm-hmm. for his three-year deal. And someone had mentioned the idea of opt-outs after, like, year two or year three, which – if he, he's you know, 28 at, right now, if at, you got a well, at that point, it's like 30. Say, it's, say he gets three year three, right? And yeah. and he either gets hurt or whatever, you know, it sucks, but you're only on the books for him for two more years. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if he's just really good and he opts out at, after year three or year two, and then you're like, well, I mean, you know, yeah. we had him had him for a couple years, <laughs> like, yeah. and then it's nothing. So, I, I don't, especially because we've talked about how going into the offseason, the Cubs were more interested in giving high AAV lower years. Then vice versa. I mean, that's a, a thirty-five million dollars a year for five years. I, I don't. Not that the Cubs are actively looking to sign Carlos Correa right now. Because no, we have no inside info yeah. on that. That, the Cubs, no. are, that the Cubs are waiting in the in the weeds right no. now. But th- yeah. but that's. I mean, if if that deal presented itself, and I'm Jed Hoyer, I'm like, I'm definitely interested in that that kind of deal. I I would court, think there's you know, a lot of major league teams at least sitting in the background saying, let's see what happens. Yeah, has there to have be. to be a few It'd because be there were enough teams. Not there were to. enough teams bidding for him. You yeah. don't think the Yankees are sitting there watching that too and going like, "Well, throw him at short." Yeah, it'd be so. Are. It'd be very irresponsible if teams weren't just you know monitoring this situation. Too good of a player not to keep an eye on it. Yeah, yeah. And again, like, but I it's so anyone crazy. who thinks that they should avoid it, I don't understand because again, this whole thing has to do with. An injury that happened before he was even in the majors, and he for the most most of his career he's been healthy, and the the part of his leg or whatever that they're talking about he hasn't even had an issue with in the majors. So will it, will he age well? Uh, that remains to be seen. But he's twenty eight. But if you're comparing, so, I don't know if you are comparing an image and the plate is here, and now you look at it a couple years later and the plate is like this. Mm-hmm. Are you worried that he's are these the going? tectonic plates? I don't know. <laughs> Dinner plates, Bob. Uh, all right, I don't so, know. I, anyways, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's and just fun we'll to watch, right? Yeah, it's fun yeah. to watch. It's wild. I, I, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. And if there has been something like this, it wasn't during the era of social media where everyone, you know, learned everything, knows everything that's going on right away when news breaks and stuff like that. I mean, certainly not over a, a deal that was 13 years and $350 million. This is right, nuts. right. No. And, and you're, you know, you're talking about the possibility. Let's say they drop it. Well, if, if the Mets are saying, well, we want to drop it two years, well, then a lot of other teams are still interested in that deal. Yeah. yeah. So you might as well open it up. <laughs> it's it's, I it's just insane. I'm just, I'm just very curious to figure out when this is going to, like, resolve itself. Like when, when might the Mets be like, you know what? It's not that bad. It's not as bad as we initially thought. Like, let's just get this deal done. Like, I'm – I just it, Correa not wanting to, to really renegotiate his deal, yeah. but he also probably doesn't want to go back on the market with two physicals perceived right. that as a failure. Yeah, I think they're both going to figure it out. They're going to find a compromise. Right yeah. now, there's three scenarios. One, Correa is left floating in the wind, and two teams drop him. Or option number two is the Giants look ridiculous. Yeah. Or Number three is the Mets look ridiculous. Yeah. So, we'll, well, Steve Cohen said it's so Mets, doctors. <laughs> I'm with Cody. I I think the like you mentioned the, the they don't want to renegotiate as far as I think it was the years and the dollars obviously, but there may be different like uh, levels of like oh if he misses so and so many games like maybe he yeah. he loses this amount of money like that kind of stuff. Just and they to cut ju- some of those years down. Just some yeah. kind of insurance policy for it. Uh, um, Cohen doesn't Mets even was. care about the cash. Just give him the deal and let's go. If you're so rich <laughs> that you're going to spend, if you're so rich that you can afford over a hundred million dollars in luxury tax fees, yeah. what are you worried if this guy's contract doesn't play out right because his plate is shifting in his leg? You're the one that wants him. Uh, you're the yeah. guy with all the dough to just throw it around and make it rain everywhere. Yeah, but that's I think fair. they would they would have they would have signed the deal by now if that's like that's truly true. the case. You know. Like I think were. it has everything to do with just it being such a long-term uh, commitment. Yeah. 
Because if it if it was if it was I don't know, say it was Verlander, and like it's like okay, well yeah, he's old, but he just won a Cy Young, and he's coming out of a great season. What's just if we run in through some we run into something fine, but at least it's only two years or whatever. You know what I mean? He's not the most out of all the guys. They've spent over eight hundred million dollars in free agents this offseason. If they get this deal done, he's the least likely out of those guys to break down this year, even with a plate that allegedly or is possibly moving in his leg. It's the old guys. It's Verlander. It's sure. Yeah. It's, it's all the old guys they sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quintana. Who, you could name five guys that'd be more likely to spend time on the injured list this season before you get to Correa. Yeah. Now, his deal's a big one, but I'm just saying, like, they haven't seemed I'm too worried you. about signing, you know, basically senior citizens. Yeah. Right. It's just a crazy situation to me. Like, one that I, again, did not see coming a month ago, three weeks ago. <laughs> When he signed that yeah. deal with the Giants, like I thought it was over. And yeah. here we so are. So all those people bringing up all later. my old rants and trolling me on Twitter, <laughs> you need to chill. <laughs> Design Love says, CHGO doctors. Well, we do have a pitch doctor. So technically, we do, we do qualify as doctors, all of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. We're going to oh, do yeah. our FAX. 2022 winners and losers coming up the rest of the podcast. Uh, so stick around for that. But first, Green Ridge Farm is a... Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat Meat sticks. sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, all-natural meat sticks. Hardwood smoked for eight hours. 16 grams of protein per stick. They make a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. They are delicious because... They're made from recipes that are generations in the making, guys. All natural. They deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, include a pack of meat sticks in the cart. Those meat sticks are free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural Meat. Moo. Meat sticks. Oh, you know, a lot of people making New Year's resolutions that they're going to get to the gym. Make sure you take some meat sticks in your bag when you go. Give me that protein. Uh, If you want to hit 275 on the bench. Oh, here we go. Here we go again. He's talking about his benching. That was good. Moriano going to come over here and start doing calisthenics for us. We already (laughs) had him on the show. Yeah. Game time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats to a concert so you can have the spit of your favorite artist hit you in the face, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls or Blackhawks tickets created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. And if you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets this year through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. What concert did you sit at that you were the closest to the stage? Did you ever get close enough where the spit could hit you in the face? I have not. Oh, yeah. Lawrence has. Never. Yeah, you want to hear a little story? Was it the Go-Go's? Let's hear a story. Into Go-Girls. Uh... Well, let's see here. Let's see if I can do this for you. Uh, Who was give it? Give me a second here. Give me a second. Let me, Closest uh, I ever was was Foo Fighters at Lollapalooza. In the pouring Foo rain. Fighters at Lollapalooza. That's oop, not that. But one. not close enough. Not close enough to feel the spit. But I did get drenched and completely covered in mud. All right. So nice. I'm going to go back to the elevation tour of U2, mm. which came through the oh. United Center. Was this before they? Put their album on everyone's yes. iPod. Yeah, yeah. This is okay. like you were probably f- never three years forget. Old. That was one of the worst things ever. Uh, <laughs> I was. I think it was 2001, and they came to the United Center, and you reached out and touched Bono. I know. They. <laughs> this is what they did a tour where they had the the general mission floor, and they had a heart shape stage. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Okay. So people always wanted to get inside that heart. They wanted to get in the butt crack right? of the heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and these were the cheapest tickets in the United Center, by the way. There was 45 bucks to, to be general mission. To be in the butt crack seats. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I did, uh, I did. my girlfriend and I, we, we waited out in the line. It was like an afternoon thing. We got uh, Bari sandwiches, you know, hung out with the peoples. 
And once the once they let you in, I didn't go inside the butt crack. No, 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 no. I just went to the outer edge to the point, <laughs> to the point of the heart, the bottom point. And just oh, I was you like, I was, about, I was about 10 people to the right of it, front row. And honestly, way better because Bono and The Edge were coming out and looking at the rest of the crowd, not at the people that were in the pit. So the people in the pit were like mm. seeing, their, seeing his butt crack, basically. Right. Yeah. So, so it, was, it was the best value and unreal. I mean, it was if you mean, had Bono like bottom, right here. The, the moral unreal. of the story is Law says stay away from the butt crack. Uh, stay away from the butt <laughs> crack. If you had uh, yes. the over on the number yes. of times butt crack would be said on this <laughs> podcast today, you congratulations. Would, you win. And not by Wet Butt 23, who, of course, yeah, correct. Yeah. sometimes breaks stories. Uh, good band in 2022, Wet Leg. That's a whole other story. I've never been to a concert where I've been that close. No, I mean, um, uh, no. I guess I did go to a really bad Nelly concert when I lived in Peoria, and they had it on the riverfront. <laughs> had a lot of... Oh, boy. I had a lot of $6 Bud Lights that night. They made us wait forever. He stuck at the strip club there. Um, yeah, that was probably the closest I've ever been to a stage, though. But it wasn't that close. Long story. I don't need to get that close. To, <laughs> I don't need to be that close to a stage in general. Yeah, I know what the artist yeah. looks like. No, no, no. Yeah. Th- there's nothing better than being in a small room with a big artist. Well, if I could have seen the Foo Fighters at the Cubby Bear, that's the concert yeah, that, like that I'm mad that I was not able to. Right, I'm, like a friends that we know. Yeah, we have a friend, friend that, and the a videos mild that night. Foo Fighters fan, and they were like second row at the Cubby yeah. Bear. Yeah, I really want to really cool. go. I really want to go to Morgan Under, Wallen at Wrigley next year. But those tickets sold out so fast. They're already like insanely priced. As oh. Sean says, you go to the Metro. Right up, I, right I would have loved to go to that one. I want to go really to that Blink-182 concert at the UC in May. Oh, well, game time I'm, would be the way yeah. to get it. Game time would know? be the way to do I'm, it. I'm, game time promise app, you, promise you they're very expensive at this point. CHU. Uh, no, but you right. use the game time app. You wait till yeah. night of. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. wait till the day of. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not looking right now, but give me like May 5th. I'll take a peek. See where they're at. Senko de Blinko. Exactly. Everyone's just enjoying this conversation, guys. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's get to our 2022 winners and losers. Let's do winners first. Oh. Because we had a lot of losing in 2022. Let's start with the winning. Let's do it. And it doesn't have to, in my list, it's not necessarily all Cubs. I'm just talking baseball. Mm-hmm. And with a Cubs twist to it. Yeah. So, for number five, my winners, CHGO Sports. Oh, we're winners. Go. We're sitting here, right? We made it through a oh, whole yeah. season. We're bringing a new way to enjoy Cubs baseball. Yes. To Cubs Nation out there. They're, yeah, they're part of, of it, right? Right. We got a lot of new friends. Uh, we were the number three baseball podcast in America last week. Yep. Right? For, at so one point, yeah. At one point, we were number three on the list, so we feel good about that. CHGO to the moon. And we thank everybody for that. So winners for 2022 in baseball, CHGO Cubs, certainly one of them. Uh, number four on my list, Nico Horner. Breakout season. We weren't sure what was going to happen with Nico. We knew it was a big season coming for Nico. And for me, other than maybe five more home runs, he exceeded every expectation. You know, he's not going to be the long-term shortstop for the Cubs, but he showed that he certainly could have been. He was way better defensively than I ever imagined he could play shortstop. Uh, so I, and I did doubt that going into this season. Defensively, he was great. I think he was in the list. You know, he was right there. Could have been a gold glove winner if it yep. wasn't for now his current teammate, Dansby Swanson. But he was spectacular. And at the plate, he was just clutch. You know, he, he, he showed consistency throughout the year. And he, played, he showed durability more than he had in previous seasons, yep. too. And the injuries that he had were just so freakish. It's like, come on, when, when an umpire gets in your way, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's you know? a, that's not like a oh this guy's injury prone kind of thing. Like no. that's <laughs> if umpire's not there, Nico Horner doesn't miss two weeks in May. Like no, yeah, that was it. I'm still mad at that umpire. <laughs> so for number three, my number three winner in 2022, yep. Ian Happ. Ian Happ because first time All Star, first time Gold Glove winner, right? And mm-hmm. more importantly, or as importantly for him, one year left on his deal. And he's watching these free agent deals go down, and we're hoping that he's going to get a nice extension from the Cubs. I think he's earned it. But if he doesn't, the fallback plan is looking at free agency next year and seeing what these guys did this last season saying, well, I'm going to be a very, very, very rich man no matter what happens. 
Yeah. And mention, he just had his best major major league and season. Connect Roasters is doing and well. And Connect yeah, Roasters go. is doing well. And, and, he, and, he, yeah, say, and he got to be on the CHGL Cubs podcast. And he connected to number, number five one Cubs the podcast. Cubs podcast. Yeah. So, uh, so Ian Happ is my number three. <laughs> Nico and Ian Happ, I, I think I could have gone with the young pitchers too, but for me, those two guys certainly stood out because I think there was more pressure on each of them going into the season. Happ to prove he could do it for a whole season. Because, again, the year before, yeah. you didn't know what to expect. Yep. Um, big ticket free agents, number two. There you go. The big ticket free agents are rolling in cash right now. Some of them, instead of using a towel after a shower right now, are just taking $100 bills and drying their hair in their armpits. Like, they made so much money. Like I said, <laughs> yeah. the Mets just spent 800 plus on just free agents this offseason. Billions were spent on free agents, and they still haven't signed guys. There's still guys to sign out there. There's still technically a $315 million player out there. I mean, yeah, that's right. There <laughs> right. is still a guy like that. And, and it, nobody more than Aaron Judge. Like, if you have to pick one free agent that really did it right, Aaron Judge turned down 7 for 213 from the Yankees, bet on himself, and turned 62 home runs into $360 million. Yeah. Now that's doing it right. Sometimes guys bet on themselves and it doesn't work out. I'm happy for Aaron Judge because no matter how that deal plays out, he got close to $400 million. And mostly because yeah. he hit over 60 home runs. I don't think he gets that deal if he hits 45 home runs. I don't think he gets that deal if he hits 50 home runs. Um, and my number yeah. one winner for 2022 in baseball with a Cubs twist is Dusty Baker. The former Cubs manager, a guy that has been in baseball literally for decades, forever, thought he was coming to the Cubs. I remember when the Cubs signed him as their manager, and I thought to myself, they finally got it right. They finally did it. He was the hot manager, right? It was like, in Dusty, we trusty. Mm -hmm. And everybody thought it was going to happen, and it didn't work out. And I really feel like he was made to be a scapegoat on the way out. I understand people are not happy with the way he treated Fryer and Wood and the way he used them. That's up, that's up for debate, for sure. He used them a lot, but they were also his workhorses. Mm -hmm. And you see guys like Verlander and some of these guys, they, it, it didn't work out for those guys. I don't know if it was because Dusty overused them, but he didn't just forget baseball. And he went to an organization that was busted for cheating in the World Series, and they trusted Dusty. And he got it done, and I'm happy Dusty Baker mm -hmm. got a World Series. So, number one winner, he spent a whole life trying to win as a manager. Dusty Baker gets my number one winner yeah. in 2022. No, I agree. I mean, that's that's a very – I mean, he wasn't even on my list. Kind of forgot about Dusty, but that was – It has nothing to do with money. A lot yeah. of the other ones have to do with money. The Dusty one is about Just, putting a whole lifetime into winning as a manager and finally getting yeah. it done. Yeah, finally did it. Like, that's – and that what, did it what, 73, the, what, 73, 72? Uh, he's, he's, he's very old. old. Wearing the sweet, uh, the, the gloves yeah, that look like he's ready to go out to the smoker and uh, yeah. flip over his. Wearing uh, the smoke barbecue gloves. He's ready to hit yeah. Green and, Street Meats after that. And dinner. he invented the high five, so he's still got that. He he's high got, five. He's got, yeah, he's got right. a high five number one, World Series manager number two on his And resume. he's got to have a toothpick endorsement at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, he has to. Who's next? Is it me next? Yeah, you can go. All right. What do I? So my winners at number five. Went with Matt Mervis. Um, I think we're we're kind of discussing keeping it MLB centric. Sure. Um, technically, he's do it he's, however you want. I never considered the minor leaguers, but yeah, he's I my, see Sean's with you. Yeah, I mean, as it's n like number one of, of all the minor leaguers. Like I know Pete Crow Armstrong blew up, and you now he's the top ranked prospect, and and you know a lot of the pitchers who I'll get to um, had really good years, but he went from a guy who like you know he was undrafted technically in 2020 just because it was a shorter draft. Uh, he didn't have a great 2021, kind of went into this season. He wasn't in the top 30 prospect list. He wasn't – he's kind of unknown in this system. And a year later, or a few, you know, nine months later, he's probably looking like the, first, the opening day first baseman for the Chicago Cubs. With an obvious like, shirt. Yeah, like he went yeah. from – he went from South all Bend right. all the way up through AAA in one year and had success at all three levels. Like he – had a great year for a guy who's you know you know came out of Duke. I think it was Duke, right? Yeah, I'm gonna say Duke. Duke. Yep. He came, came out of Duke. Um, you know, again, undrafted. Would have been drafted had it been a 20 round draft right. like usual. Didn't get drafted, but then you know here he is. He's 
I mean, he 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 made the the adjustments, made the strides they needed to do, and now he looks like if the Cubs don't sign like a Trey Mancini or whatever, he's very likely going to be the first baseman on opening day. So I I couldn't make a top five winners list without putting Matt Mervis in. He mean minor league player of the year, like you just you, you said that to me earlier. Um, he's he's for the Cubs, he, yes. yeah, for the Cubs, minor league player of the year for the Cubs. Like he had the biggest year for minor leaguers. Number four, Cubs young pitchers. Mm-hmm. That includes yep. guys, I guess. Uh, relatively young, like Justin Steele and, and Keegan Thompson. Like, they're older than me. They're mm-hmm. like 27, 28. Um, but they're a little less experienced in the big leagues. Uh, the, both those guys kind of blew up and, and had really good years. Keegan – or Steele maybe a little more so because he proved he's a starter and a rotation guy. Um, but Keegan didn't have the, that kind of success that Steele had in the rotation, but he was dominant as a, as a reliever, multi-inning weapon. Like, he's probably – if you talk about long relievers and, like, how important they are now – and then you rent, you match them up across the league. Like he's near the top. Mm-hmm. He proved that this last year. Like he was so good out of the bullpen. And a candidate for mayor. I don't mean to interrupt. There you go. Cody's yeah. made him a possible candidate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Suck when that Andrew election McCutcheon. is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when that election is, but I know Cody will put him on the ballot. Um, <laughs> right. But like, but you got those guys. But then you have you know Wasneski had you, was really good when he came up. Um, Javier Assad. Out of ass nowhere, man. kind of the impressed people. Man, yes. um, guys in the minor <laughs> leagues that are having success that are uh, relievers. You know, Brandon Hughes came up out of nowhere and he became like a back end bullpen guy. Like those, those guys all had really good success. And that also goes to, uh, you know, when we talk about this Cubs pitching infrastructure and how much has improved, like that, these are examples of how well the Cubs have overhauled that part of the player development process. When for a long time it looked like they couldn't develop any pitching themselves, yeah. and and they've done a lot better job of it. And as much as we've already seen guys come up and prove that, you're going to start seeing more and more as the you know next couple of years go on. Uh, my number two, MLB shortstops. <laughs> I mean, you saw it with the the way you know Dansby Swanson signed for as much money as he did, and that was way below what other guys did. You know, Xander Bogarts, Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, if he ever does sign, you know, all got crazy high, you know. Uh, Amounts of money, crazy high number of years, and that's going to have ripple effects going forward. Like Nico Horner, we've talked about the Cubs extending him, but seeing the market now, he's going he's gonna to get a bigger contract than probably what we expected going into this offseason if they do extend him at some point this offseason. He's going to get more money. I mean, you look at Jeremy Pena and how well he did this year with Astros. He's going to get a lot of money whenever his extension comes Ooh. or if he decides to go into free agency. He's going to get a ton of money. He's a rookie that won the World Series MVP. Yeah. And like like MLB shortstops went crazy this year. And and it did have something to do with the fact that everyone was looking for shortstops. The shift makes shortstops and their defensive ability even you more said important. Shift, right? Yeah, shifts. Okay. Shifts. Shifts. Um the shift. Yeah, that that makes it makes shortstop de- de- their defensive ability even more important. Like shortstops just their their value to teams just skyrocketed and you could tell by the contracts they signed this offseason. And then my number one, um, Luke kind of mentioned it, but Aaron Judge, guy mm-hmm. that got offered a really sizable contract <laughs> yeah. extension by the Yankees, said no, bet on himself, went out, you know, set the American League home run record. I know people don't really care about that, but he set the American League home run record, had 62 home runs, and now he's getting paid $360 million over nine years. Like yeah. he went in there, bet on himself, said no to the deal that the Yankees gave him, and did everything he had to do to get a way better contract. Uh, he's he's the biggest winner of a guy that could have could have just signed. And he's the Yankees' first captain since Derek Jeter. Now, like that, that's crazy. As and much as contract in Yankees, history. as much as that really doesn't mean anything, it does mean something. It does to, to, the, to the Yankees organization, Yankees mm-hmm. fans, whatever. And to say that he's the, the next in line after Derek Jeter, like I guess that's you know that's a pretty pretty big accomplishment for a guy like that. So biggest winner of twenty twenty two is Aaron Judge. Nice. All like right. It. Cody, I can't what do you com- got? I can't uh, argue with any of those. Uh, so everyone here at CHGO Cubs in the chat, they all know that I'm all about Dalmetrics and I'm all about vibes. So let's start with number five, Frank's middle seat. I mean, just the, the audacity, the audacity of these people who took the outside seat and made the Major League Baseball player sit in the middle seat. But also the, like, Today just you're lucky to even get his, a seat on his Southwest humbleness to, His humbleness to just take yeah. the middle seat, right. first off, is, is it tells me more about Frank Schwindel than I knew before that story came out. Um, so, yeah, that guy and the seat itself, that, that, 
Schwindy's middle seat. Got yeah, the, all right. the middle seat. I like all right. that. Number two, all right, Fernando Tatis. Now, you might be thinking he's a loser. We, we'll get to that eventually. Total but to loser. me, he's a winner because he tr- he he took steroids because he took steroids, and I think that steroids should be brought back to baseball because steroids <laughs> saved, the, saved the league 20 years ago. Um, sorry if you disagree. That's just my opinion. All right. Um, pro steroids. Got it. Pro steroids guy right here. Number three, uh, the left field bleachers at Wrigley Field. Uh, all my friends who, who I hung out with out there this year, shout out to you if you watch the show or listen Bleacher to Jeff. it via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever your podcast. Number three – or number – was number three baseball podcasts in America last week. Just a reminder, never forget. Um, and not just so yeah. Cubs baseball. And number one for Cubs baseball. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, I, Wrigley Field, uh, left field bleachers, always a vibe. Uh, number two, a little bit more serious, Justin Verlander. Now, Justin Verlander, what, he's like 39, 40 years old, wins a Cy Young, just won the World Series. He got paid a ton of money, and he goes home to Kate Upton every night. <laughs> I mean, this guy's the biggest winner of them all. He's winning. Almost. But he's, he has to say biggest winner of them all, but Almost. he him number two. Almost. Number, number, <laughs> number one is Aaron Judge. It's still Aaron Judge. It's still it Aaron Judge. Now, you know, if Verlander wins another ring or something like that, you know, maybe I could flip him around. I don't know. It's really, it was really hard for me to decide. But, you know, you break, you break a, a record that had been, you know, untouched for so long in terms of the American League. I don't care what Roger Maris Jr. says about who the home run kings are. He can suck it. Um, so, yeah, Aaron Judge, he, like you guys said, he bet on himself, made a ton of money, uh, and he did it in, like, one of the toughest markets to do it in. And one of the toughest media markets to have to, or media people to have to deal with. So I nothing but respect from me to that guy. Um, yeah. So that's that's my winners. Did you see Colada? Ricketts five, Ricketts four, Ricketts three, Ricketts two, one. <laughs> CHGO. Ricketts saved a ton of money again, go. and CHGO let me complain about him. I like it. I like it. Give I like the list. avenue for it. I I have a question about <laughs> Justin Verlander. Verlander. And Kate Upton, Tom Brady, and Giselle. Well, they're divorced. Well, I know. But like, what I'm saying is Giselle actually made has made more money than Tom Brady. As rich as Tom Brady is, Giselle was the one who had more money yeah. in, in her modeling career. Do you think Kate Upton's made more money than Justin Verlander? Kate Upton's not as worldwide hmm. like Giselle, but I feel like she probably made more money than even Verlander. Honestly, when I think about Kate Upton, all I can think about is that YouTube video. It's called Caddyshack. Oh boy, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. You stay here and watch this show. But after the show, if you want to, you want to look it up. Then that to me that might say she makes more money than a, Justin Verlander. A has. Quick Google search says her net worth is twenty million dollars. Oh, I don't believe it's more. Than I, I feel like it'd be more, but I'm saying twenty million. Well, then all he's the place. he's made way more money than she. But has. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how net worth works. I don't know like yeah, how that either. goes yeah, that into. I don't know how that like, goes into how much money you make, and it's like you know. I don't also, know. I haven't seen Kate Upton modeling much lately, right? Well, yeah, she's just going to baseball games. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, she's whatever. going and hanging so, out with Justin Verlander, supporting him, being being a great wife. Astro So clearly, fan. she's yeah. made way less money than Giselle. I'd say so. Her, that her, her, her like me. Her like peak was like when I was in college. So. Yeah, I was in high school. Hmm. It's pretty obvious. We can tell. Um. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to have our our losers will be coming up. I don't after, hide anything uh, here, Law Dog. No, <laughs> there's, there's not. Cody doesn't sugarcoat anything. Uh, Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco has you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north side or south side, hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like tomorrow with apparel from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles, Foco. If you're looking for that perfect gift for the football fan in your life, Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight the Lake Michigan breeze. Could have used it last week. Check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all your non-presale items. Presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Um, you know, Kate Upton and, and Justin Verlander, they might play, they, they might like playing bags together. I don't know. But if, I w- if someone knows, let me know, and I can refer them to Chi-Town Cornhole, <laughs> our favorite cornhole, cornhole band brand. Uh, Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, the number one yeah. cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Yeah, I know we're, it's Chicago, but, you know, 
I, I would love to, you know, let them know, right? Uh, our, their signature box style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Our cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders recessed in on the back LEDs that light up the hole and exterior handles for easy carrying and handcrafted scorekeepers. Veteran owned and operated. They ship anywhere. Like I said, Verlander yeah, and in Kate New York Upton. Now. Yeah, they in get Queens. shipped to New York. And they offer local pickups specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, and gifts for all occasions, and especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. So go check out go check out their website, ShytownCornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Shytown Custom Cornhole Boards. Shout out to Tom, he's a great dude. Yeah. Great, great stuff. I don't know. I don't know where they are right now, but our corn, our our cornhole boards look pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I I knew the chat was going to go there eventually, but we're just going to let it go. Shout out to Joel. Shout out to him. <laughs> we let it go, Cody. We let it go. <laughs> Anyways, just like Frozen. Yeah, let let's it go. uh <laughs> let it go, just like Frozen. Let's get to the. 2022 <laughs> losers, okay? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Losers 2022. Yeah. Oh, now, I know you Joel. guys kept it really generic. Joel, I will go with slightly – I will do specific players, <sighs> and I will do specific teams. And actually, when I players, I, it's not the players themselves that are losers. It's the, sign, the free agent signing, right? So, for number five, the Cubs free agent signing of Andrelton Simmons did not work out. <laughs> it did not. There's no you way you say. can ma- say that was a winning s- a signing by Jed Hoyer and the Cubs. He had 13 hits for the Cubs, and he got paid $4 million. That is a losing free agent signing. Yeah. Can't yeah. say anything about it. Like, no. And actually, I thought it was a decent enough signing because we were like, well, we need some defense up the middle with all the ground ball pitchers, similar to what we've been doing this offseason. Uh, he was great defensively uh, throughout his career. It just didn't work out. Number four is also a Cubs free agent signing that did not work out. Wade Miley also liked that start. And, and to be fair, Wade Miley made eight starts and got paid $10 million. He wasn't even ready to start the season, right? Mm-hmm. We got to spring training. We're like, why is, why is Wade Miley not appearing in Cactus League games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it became, why is Wade Miley still not pitching in Cactus League games? Why is Wade Miley? And we found out injury problems. So, they rolled the dice. They gave him $10 million. It didn't work out. That said, I still wouldn't be against the Cubs giving him a less than $10 million deal, this, maybe $5 million this this offseason, and rolling the dice as a depth piece again because when Wade Miley did pitch, his ERA was good and fast games, guys, fast games. Yep. So <laughs> I'm not saying Wade Miley is a loser. I'm just saying last year's signing of Wade Miley turned out to be a loser. Number, th- number three, we've piled on him, or at least I have a lot. Jonathan VR. Again, it's not the guy, it's the signing. I like the idea. I like the idea very much so of signing Jonathan VR. I thought it was a really good signing. Too. Yeah, we, all did. Too. we all did. Guys, it didn't work out. He played 46 games with the Cubs. He had a negative 1.1 war. Yep. And in 46 games, he struck out 42 times. But more importantly, in 46 games with the Cubs, he had eight errors in the field I still don't know what happened I still don't know what went wrong but it was not a good free agent signing that's in hindsight again hindsight because I was with Jed Hoyer on that one turned out to be a loser of a signing for the Cubs in 2022 now let's get to some teams that were losers in 2022 at least the Cubs were rebuilding right Mm -hmm. we knew the process they were taking we knew they were headed towards selling the New York Mets started spending big already last offseason they thought yeah. they were going to be contenders. I have friends who are Mets fans. Jerry Seinfeld, we know, big Mets fan. Oh, wasn't I? Oh. <laughs> that was your worst Seinfeld ever. I know. I've done better. <laughs> it wasn't your best one. The Mets were terrible, right? Like a total bust, complete bust. But they were not the number one loser in 2020. Well, they won 101 they won games. 101 but they won, but they, they really disappointed. It led to nothing. It led to nothing. Yeah. And they, and and they choked see, away the division at the end of the year. You could yeah. see it coming. They, they got was coming swept by the Cubs <laughs> when they they sorely That's needed right. not to get swept by the Cubs. Yeah. That's right. Even even Pete Alonso was like, "We got swept by the Cubs." Like, <laughs> like that, yeah. he, he that was that was one of the teams that he was like, "How the hell did we get swept by the Chicago Cubs?" They yeah. had bigger expectations than winning a hundred games, 
Are they losers? Yes, because they disappointed their fan base yet again, so much so that their owner went out and spent $800 million plus $100 million in luxury tax fines this offseason. If Correa signs. If Correa signs. And we'll see if it turns out to be the right move. My number one loser for 2022 in baseball, Chicago White Sox. Mm -hmm. They're the biggest loser in Chicago baseball history, that team right there. Because I agree with a lot of people that thought, at the very least, they're going to win the division. Yeah. At the very least, a division winner. And I thought they were going to make a deep playoff run. I, I did think that they were a player short, but I still thought that even though their offseason was meh, you know, they got Pollock for their outfielder and they could have gone much bigger, they could have added Correa. Yeah. Um, I still thought to myself, well, Rick Hahn at the deadline will do something for our Sox guys here at CHGO, and he'll add one of those players. It was already so ugly by that time. Mm-hmm. There was no saving that team. And no. the Tony Lurusa thing was the biggest part of it, right? Yeah. I feel bad for Southside fans. Their team was the biggest loser of the 2022 baseball season. I mean, we sat here and argued if they were the biggest disappointment in Chicago sports this de- or this century. Uh, outside team outside that, of like individual injuries to D Rose and stuff, yeah, yeah. it's like that one. Oh four Cubs is one. Yeah. It's up. It's up there. This Sox team is definitely up yeah. there. Yeah, it was tough to watch. Uh, I'll, I'll, I mean, I have my own thoughts because they were on my list, which I'll get to. Um, but my number five loser: games without a pitch clock. Mm. <laughs> you know loser. why? Because the pitch clock is gone, or pitch clock is coming. Yeah, next year. So those four hour games. If we still have a four-hour game, I'm going to be pissed because this pitch we're, clock is supposed to not let that happen. We're all losers for a long game. Yeah, Everybody uh, loses. Everyone loses for long games, but I agree. games with no pitch clock, gone. You lost. You're out. We're, we're, getting, we're getting more two-and-a-half-hour games, and I'm excited for that. <laughs> Number four, Cubs opening day, first base options. Wolf. Uh, <laughs> you know, Frank, Frank Schwindel and Alfonso Rivas. I mean, again, it's nothing against the two guys. Um, they just didn't take advantage of a really good opportunity, an opportunity yeah. where, again, now we're like, – we're looking at a a, situ, uh, a scenario where Matt Mervis, who started 2022 in high A, is now probably going to be the the opening day starting first baseman. When you had Schwindel and Rivas, who both you know Schwindel specifically had a really awesome 2021 with the Cubs when he got called up, uh, but Rivas in a small sample also had some success there. Both those guys had the ability to you know make this make that spot theirs for the, you know, it was theirs, it was theirs for the taking. Either one could have went in and, and took over and become maybe not the first baseman of the future, but the first baseman that the Cubs count on for a few years. Right. Mm-hmm. And neither of them did. I mean, Frank Schwindel got DFA'd mid mid season. Um, Alfonso Rivas just got DFA'd what, like last week at some point. And he made uh, multiple trips to Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had the, he got he had to sit middle to, seat on a plane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm telling you though, at least that middle seat story, we will always have it. <laughs> but it, it's and just, all the stories at Murphy's. Yeah, it's just it's just like those guys, <laughs> um, you know, great guys and the love, you know, love interacting with them. It just it didn't work out for them because they just didn't take advantage of the opportunity presented to them, um, and that's why they made this list. That's uh, fair. My number three is Fernando Tatis. Um, Loser was you know, <laughs> arguably the best player in baseball and didn't play all year because. He got in a motorcycle accident and then tested positive for steroids. I know, Cody, you love them, uh, but they are still illegal. Steroids in, are awesome. They are still illegal in the game, so you can't get caught doing it, and he did. <laughs> uh, and not only did he miss the entire year, he missed the whole playoff run, and he will now, I mean, I guess it's only 12 games out of 162, but he's missing a, the, the first 12 games of next year. So. I mean, it, it pains me because I – I purchased the obvious shirt that says Fernando Tatis is good at baseball, and it mm. showed up in my mailbox <laughs> 48 hours before that news came out that he wow. tested positive. Oh, my God. I've still never worn it. So Jeez. you might want to change your number two loser to Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sorry, Law. That's uh, fine. So, yeah. So, I mean, mention still Lawrence. a great sure, player. Sure. And, <laughs> and the Padres just went out and signed a shortstop, so now he has to move out of shortstop, yeah. move out of his position yeah. that he was really good at. So he, he's moving to the outfit. Like, so well, he wasn't it, great defensively. I mean, but I mean, he was. I, I, he, he is who he is. Yes, he is he's, a great he's, he's a great player. He's just missing an entire year of like years where he could be. And he's going to miss like what the first month of next it's, year. It's too? Twelve yeah. games. I just like there's like twelve games. Oh, is it like just twelve? Yeah, because okay. I think because I think I think they count the playoff games that the Padres oh, played. They? I want to say they do. So it's supposed to be only like twelve games of next year, but I could be wrong on that. Interesting. Uh, we'll number, do something stupid. Number two is White Sox. Luke 
pretty much gave everything you need to know about that one. Um, I'm pretty sure I picked them in our off season or our preseason like poll to win uh, the World Series, and they didn't even come close. White Sox. I mean, it's it, that's in, in terms of Chicago sports, and we've talked about how Chicago sports are just embarrassing right now. This whole 2022 has been like maybe one of the worst years in Chicago sports history. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Sox were supposed to be one of the teams that didn't, you know, and maybe they were going to be good and they were going to, yeah. you know, they would not have let Chicago sports as a whole sink to the depths that it has. Um, and obviously they were a, a main culprit in that, just how disappointing of a season they had. Uh, my number one is owners not spending money. Looking because you, Oakland. Because there's a lot of owners that are spending money and they are the good teams. They're the Padres that, you know, went to the – or went however far they went. And LCS. And LCS, there you go. And uh, then they went out and signed Xander Bogarts, and, you know, we're in on a bunch of players, so they're spending money. I mean, the Phillies signed all these guys, and people were like, oh, how are they going to fit, right? Well, they went to the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. It just – Steve Cohen, I mean, yeah, the Mets blew the, the division, but they still won 101 games, and Steve Cohen's opening the checkbook to try to sign Carlos Correa and, and others. Yeah. It's just – yeah, I get it that there are there are large market teams, there are mid market teams, there are small market teams, but these owners themselves individually have a ton of money. If they really They're cared, all billionaires. If they really cared about putting a winning product on the field, they could very I mean, easily. We, yeah, you Jerry both have, you both have sat there here you exactly. You you both have sat Andrew here. Andrew Benintendi still the biggest signing in White Sox history. Pathetic. Like, <laughs> yeah. You both have sat here and mentioned the White Sox and how disappointing they were. My biggest thing for them was that they didn't they didn't do anything going into last season to essentially put themselves over the top to even really be considered as a World Series contender. A lot of people thought they could be if everyone did exactly what they did the year before, but the fact that Reinsdorf didn't spend more money to put into that roster a big reason why they didn't even make the playoffs yeah because so. they relied so much on guys they already had yeah. to, didn't do to, it. to completely to, to either like they relied on lance lynn to be a cy young contender again and he's like yeah. what 30 he was like 35 like Hefty how can dude. you rely on that yeah, i mean Hefty giolito had, like, he, Mankata, what was the whole thing season giolito went Mankata. from like the now, worst pitcher in baseball to the cy young candidate but they yeah, were relying on that to happen again mm-hmm. I, I mean it's just so i let like, obviously we have to get to yours but i'm like that's why I like the owners that want to win are the ones that are spending the money like you really want to win you will spend the money you can see which owners really truly care about right. winning and who really don't yeah. you can see it yeah, I mean, Cohen spending all this money really makes t- the owners of, like, Oakland oh, they, and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Yeah, even, and, and it really does make the White Sox look even worse, too. It's because they they almost they're in Chicago, at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that, but so, yeah. In my opinion, Steve Cohen, good for baseball. Oh, I, like I'm Cohen, with you. I, I think he's great for baseball, too. Um, go, okay, so my losers um, – Let's start with the 111-win Dodgers getting bounced in the playoffs again. Uh, they, you know, arguably had one of the greatest seasons ever uh, and then lost to the Padres in the NLDS. Um, and that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I, listen, we can sit here and complain about Ricketts and, and, and trading, uh, trading Eloy and, and Cease for Quintana and all these things, but at the end of the day, Cubs won the World Series in 2016, and the Dodgers, they have one World Series, and it was the Mickey Mouse season. Like, they're good every single year. They make the playoffs every single year. Yeah. They've won their division, like, I don't know how many times in a row. But, like, does anyone take their one World Series they have seriously? I sure as hell don't. So, whatever. <laughs> they, they they have one of the greatest seasons that, they, that they've ever had, and they choked again in the playoffs. Hate to see it. Uh, speaking of West Coast teams, Jock Peterson's face. Remember when, oh. uh, whenever uh, <laughs> yeah. Tommy Pham Tommy Fam, uh, slapped Jock Peterson because of something to do with fantasy football? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about putting Tommy Pham on my list because he got exposed for caring that much about fantasy football. Yeah, but man, that that slap like that guy's kind of crazy. I didn't. I I, I don't want to be Jock Peterson's face. Who slapped somebody over fantasy? <laughs> Tommy Pham. Come on. Well, Tommy Jock Pham. Jock Peterson's face. Definitely lost that day. We played for a lot of money, <laughs> and it was one of the more bizarre stories <laughs> in baseball. I mean, uh, also that, that happened like six months later. Yeah. It wasn't like it, it happened no. the Monday morning after you just blew it. It was, it was really definitely Tommy Fab held that grudge for so long. He's like, like, the moment I played whatever team he's yeah. on, his face was a loser. It. But we were all winners for all the details <laughs> yeah. that came out afterwards, yeah. where they bickered back and forth <laughs> in social yeah. media. That's why it's Jock Peterson's face. All right, okay. the rest of us are winners. Uh, number three, uh, Chris Sale's bike. 
Um, so Chris Sale, <laughs> he came back from Tommy John. Uh, then I think the very first game he pitched, he got a comebacker that took like did something to his pinky, broke or whatever. And then with like not 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 even weeks, like days later, he was riding a bike or something and, and he wrecked it or something and it made him Chris get Sale. hurt even even more. Um everyone's talking about Chris Sale, but no one's talking about the bike. Like what happened to the bike? I, 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 to me <laughs> Wait, what about was that? It a I was gonna say what about the dugout? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the minor league locker room where yeah. he like tore oh, it up. Well that was oh, that was yeah. that was when he was on a rehab assignment, right? That's also a loser. I, yeah, yeah. He's, Maybe he's Chris just Sale just in general. Yeah. But yeah, I bet Sale if Chris Sale has a bike it was a huffy. Either way no, because he gets all Bad huffy. Bad Sox jerseys are also on there. Uh, yeah, Maybe not 2022, okay. but. <laughs> okay. So, Chris Sale's bike or Chris Sale, whatever you want to call it. Uh, number two, Fernando Tatis Jr. Now, I said he was a winner because I'm a big fan oh, a of loser. bringing steroids back. Well, he's a loser because he got caught, man. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. Yeah. Jeez. That was my big thing is he got caught doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Got, and this is after the motorcycle thing. Yeah. And the motorcycle too. thing doesn't help either. He's really, like, he wasted a whole year of, like, his prime years. Right. I get it. I get it. People yeah, should have known when he started benching 225, something wasn't right. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't in 275. 275, uh, sorry. <laughs> and then number one is uh, Tony La Russa's two-strike walks. Um, I think that happened, like, twice. Uh, walking <laughs> two guys strike with two strikes. Intentional walks. Yeah, yeah two-strike intentional uh, walks, yes. Um Oh man! I'm well, just really when you, excited. When you to be look here. back on the White Sox, uh, Tony Larusa era, the second era of of Tony Larusa, it was beautiful. That, that <laughs> I think that's what I will remember the most is all of the uproar that happened when he would walk guys intentionally when they had two strikes. Was, I think yeah, Trey Turner multiple was the big times. one. Right? Multiple, multiple times. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Trey Go Turner back was to the big sleep one, in the right? dugout yeah. in the first yeah, inning. Yeah, that was that. The him sleeping in the dugout was could have been up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fan. Telling or him, him having the fan have to tell him to pinch runs to Adam Angle. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like there was a few things where it's like, man, come on, Tony, TLR, Just stay man. awake, stay awake, Just stay with us, and stay away. <laughs> Very what good. A, what so a those are our winners and losers uh, for 2022. We'll have some more, uh, you know, yearly f- review type stuff coming up the next couple of days. Uh, but that was that was fun. I did want to point out. One thing before we go today, uh, it's been a great chat, a lot of good people. Rich Hill, Pirates, one year, $8 million. The former Cub turns 43 in March. He is the oldest pit player in baseball. It's like the new Jamie Moyer, isn't he? Indeed. Jamie Moyer pitched until yes. he was like 45. Yes, yes but Rich Hill, <laughs> Yeah. I was telling Jake before the thing, I remember him crying in a clubhouse because like his Cubs career was basically over. And now that I went back and looked at some of the details, I think it was St. Louis. He had a horrible game in St. Louis where he had those control problems. Remember, he was throwing him to, like, the backstop and stuff. Mm. And they sent him to the minors. His season was so bad that he ended up pitching in the Venezuelan Winter League after being a starter in the rotation of the Cubs team that went to the playoffs is how he started the season. He ended in a Venezuelan Winter League and then was traded the next offseason to the Orioles. To think that he has rebuilt his career. And is still pitching. After basically having the yips. And is still pitching at 43. And this contract will push him over $70 million for his career. Impressive. 45 or 46 of which was three years with the Dodgers. Yeah. Looking forward to those Rich Hill revenge games. Good oh, for Rich yeah. Hill. <laughs> yeah. Good for Rich Hill to still be in it at 43 and making that kind There's of There's definitely going to be like a six-inning, three hits oh, know, yeah. kind of thing oh, yeah. coming Not to Wrigley. He almost, for him. Didn't he have? He had almost had a. He almost had a. Uh, no hitter, but yeah. it went to extra innings because it was zero zero, right? Yeah. So, I believe that was against pitched, the Pirates. I'm yeah, Sean sure. was. This is what I was just going to say, uh, Sean. Uh, Rich Hill, Game Three, two thousand and seven playoffs. Yeah. Pitched for the yeah, Cubs. Remember those? That, that playoff that series hit. hurt me. Both those. Oh seven. Oh eight probably was worse. Oh eight. Oh, was, oh, worse. Eight was getting worse. the Dodgers. Oh eight was Dodgers. the first time that I had Total like disaster. angry, irrational thoughts. They were the best team like in the National things. League, and then all of a sudden nobody yep. could hit in the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. That was it. Oh three, I cried like a little baby. Oh eight, I was just angry. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, did, uh, did you rant? In oh eight, I mean, probably Maybe. on my couch. I, what I remember the most about how 08 ended was that my mom had to legitimately yell at me and tell me to stop, like, 
stop like to stop because I was so mad. Okay. Stop with I the get, negative vibes, Cody. I guess we need to switch your middle name. Cody Allen, you stop with the uh, negative vibes. We gotta put that in our back pocket during the yeah. season. For him. That's right. I just knew that I was gonna have to go to school the next day full of Cardinal fans nah, that were gonna give me a lot of crap. There you go. I knew it. I knew it was gonna happen and <laughs> it did. All right. Let's uh let's wrap it up. We want to make sure uh you subscribe to the podcast. I know we're, we're yes. very close to, I believe, 23,000? Our Jordan podcast. Yeah, I don't know if we ever got to it. We were, we're like less than 100 away from 23,000. On, C- on, so on YouTube. CHGO On, on YouTube, so please go yeah. ahead and subscribe. Still 22.9 something. We're getting close. We're still close. Tell your Closing friends. Closing in. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Oh, that's Hawk Harrelson. Sorry. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated Sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. For Ryan Herrera and Cody Del Mendo, I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. Take care. We will see you Wednesday, 120. Until then, fly the W.